This week on the BevCast, welcome to April. Left tits out for Harambe. One star, we're in. All right, welcome to the BevCast. Hey, hey, hey BevCast. Episode 370. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And what we do each and every episode of the Bamcast is we go and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie. Come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we break them. Good bad movies. Enjoyable bad movies. They get one of five jocks. as Robot Jocks. Robot Jocks. Good job, Robot Jocks. However, yeah. there are bad bad movies. And stay away. They get a negative sliding scale. One to five bags is reduced bags after Twilight. Boo! Bad job, Twilight. Get out of here, Twilight. <laughs> um. So guess what, guys? What? 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 It's April. Oh, the guy doing the intro told me that. <laughs> April. Yeah. April. It's April. time for some monkey April. movies. Yeah. yeah. Some monkey shines. Yeah. I remember this. We did this before. <laughs> we have done this before. <laughs> Uh, first up is a little movie from 1977 called Mighty Peking Man yeah. or Goliathon. Goliathon's or a pretty good title. <laughs> some other names, I think, too. Mm-hmm. But we know it is Mighty Peking Man, and yes. that's what we watched. Okay. Uh, let's do a quick plot summary and get that out of the way. Oh, all right. It's a very quick one. Hmm. Word of a monster ape, ten stories tall, living in the Himalayas, reaches fortune hunters in Hong Kong. They travel to India to capture it, but wild animal, animals and quicksand dissuade all but Johnny, an adventurer with a broken heart. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah. It, it is. So he just broken. wanted to get away. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, full disclosure: we watched this with dubs. Yes. Yeah. I know some people are already like twitching. Their eyes are twitching right now. No. Um, but you know what? When we're all together and having a good time and laughing over the movie, it's it's hard to keep up with subtitles. I mean, we'll be honest. When we're watching a movie for the sake of like single person and you know intake i think we pretty much all go subs correct mm-hmm. it's true yeah. but in a group it's kind of more fun and sometimes this adds to a layer of like the stupidity of the movies that we watch yeah but uh strange little crossover this is a shaw brothers movie yeah, it is so <laughs> if you've been paying any attention to bfcast extra chuck and i have been watching a few of those we knew what to expect yeah well sort of because well th- and this is kind of this is I think only the second official Shaw Brothers movie on Correct. Bamcast Prime because Super Inframan from mm-hmm. pre Chuck days. Yes, we did two and a half because uh, Cleopatra Jones and the Casino of Gold was a oh the Shaw right. co production. That's mm, right. That's true. Yeah. So, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a crossover there, mm-hmm. and you say it's you know we knew what we were expecting, but this is for a Shaw Brothers movie. This is fairly high budget and mm-hmm. also full of locations and not yeah. just like a soundstage and yeah. no kung fu whatsoever no no none none, none. yeah zero <laughs> but basically the shaw brothers were like hey you seen king kong we can do that yeah and we should and we should <laughs> and we will and we will and, and they, they did, did. <laughs> mission yeah. accomplished uh-huh. yeah I, I mean this was this one's probably gonna be a little bit weird to talk about because it's so Closely resembles the plotline of King Kong that yeah. kind of pretty much is. Yeah, plot point for plot point, it's almost the same. Yeah, movie. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the movie starts and we get like, we're seeing like native village in the Himalayas and it, and there's a, basically a voiceover. Or I think it was a text on the screen. The, the, no, the researchers are in a library and they're like, check out this headline. And then it pushes into the headline and then it's in the past. And, right. Yeah. It's like the earth opened and 
the mighty PK yeah. man came out mm-hmm. and smashed everything to shit. Yeah, he pretty much came out <laughs> pissed off at these villagers for no particular reason, but nope. just whatever. How dare you? Fuck some shit up. Live here. <laughs> killed some people. <laughs> yeah. But eventually uh, they retreated into a temple and he tried to break his way in and kind of was just like, ah, fuck it. Mm-hmm. I'm so tired. Yep. And the story ended there and the research was like, well, if this is true, we yeah. could go there and get him and bring him to Hong Kong and it'll be people will pay to see it. It'll be great because that always works out. It, Yeah. No bad thing could it's, happen from that. God, it's like these bitches didn't even see King Kong. No, I don't think they did. I bet they yeah. didn't. It probably hadn't gotten there by then. I bet oh. they read about King Kong. But <laughs> but yeah, so they uh, they're like, well, who's going to lead this crazy expo- expedition? Oh, I know this guy I named guy. Johnny. He just left his girl. <laughs> uh, yeah, he he left his girl and he needs to get away. Yeah. And uh, it turns out Johnny is, well, I he's Inspector Lee in The Killer, mm-hmm. which is like one of the best action movies of all time. And if you haven't watched that, you should fucking watch it. But yeah, he, I think he's also in Super Inframan yes, as well. Yes, he's the star of Super yeah, Inframan. Yeah, I was going to say. He is Inframan. <laughs> yeah, but he is passed out drunk at a bar. Mm-hmm. And they wake him up and they're like, hey. You want to go to the jungle? Get away? He's like, yeah, sure. It's like, I, Fuck, yeah, you nah. guys are awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the jungle. So they do. Mm-hmm. Straight to the jungle. <laughs> yeah, th- this movie doesn't waste much time at all. Nope. It's uh, it, Although this does, they do try to kind of show off the scope of their movie. And yeah. it's like a lot of just traveling to location. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, we've got these yaks or whatever they are and yeah, we they piled have, stuff on them they have like eight carts with yeah. being you know led by two yaks each i mean for mm-hmm. again for a shaw brothers movie this is kind of crazy i mean mm-hmm. i know you look yaks. At, i know you look at it like <laughs> now and you're like wow this is so low budget but you haven't probably seen too many other shaw brothers movies because yeah. they're usually just all soundstage yes that's mm-hmm. why we were shocked like our first one besides the other ones we've seen for Banffcast Prime, we started with uh, Killer Constable. It's like there's outside shots. There's like shots by water. And we were like, oh, this is cool. And then we started watching all the other ones. And it's mm-hmm. like it's nothing but studio, nothing but st- <laughs> soundstage stuff, like maybe like a shot or two outside. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one, I mean, they go to the village that was in the beginning that, you know, obviously they uh, reshot later and trashed. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they get to, the, to this village and they're just like, hello, anybody mm-hmm. who's here? Is there anybody here? And there's some people there, but they're not people. No, they're elephants. <laughs> <laughs> That's not really people at all, Chuck. I, You're right. It's not. But yeah. I instantly corrected myself. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, the elephants are just like, oh, this place is laid unspoiled for a thousand years. Time to fucking wreck it. Yep. Because for some reason, the elephants just go nuts and destroy all of the huts and everything else and just trash the place. And stomp the fuck out of yeah, maybe a third of the people of who the are elk. on this journey. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Cut to, uh, I mean, I mean, there's zero provocation. Like they're just walking in, like, oh no, they're hey, just like, hello. hey, where's everybody? And then just elephants yeah. show up, and you're like, oh, the elephants have come to greet us, and it's like, oh no, no they have not. <laughs> they're back, <laughs> and they want revenge. <laughs> they're pissed. Um, we know what you did last time. We never forget. So there's some shots of them pulling out guns and shooting at elephants on like rear projection screens. Yeah, there's one that looks like a dude <laughs> is just straight up like executing an elephant. <laughs> yeah. Well, they d- he does because that's that's the moment the other elephants are like, okay, no, oh, man, these guys mean business. <laughs> we've we've shown you what we're all about. We'll see you later. Um, t- at which point they just cut to the survivors having dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and this is where we learn the tragic backstory of Johnny. Well, also, well, like <laughs> this dinner starts, and like they've just like four or five people have gotten executed by elephants, and then they straight up like gangland style executed that elephant, mm-hmm. and then they cut to like they're roasting meat on a fire. It's like 
is that elephant or human? Yeah, like, what are you eating? <laughs> yes. Which of the people or the elephant? <laughs> yeah, but they see yes. Johnny. It's, yes, yes, it is. Yes, <laughs> but they see Johnny sitting over by himself. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, let's, he doesn't let's... like elephant or human. No, yeah. he's, mm-hmm. just, he's just smoking. <laughs> and they're like, let's go talk to him and see what's mm-hmm. up with him. And they're, they're kind of just joshing him around. They're just, you know, like, hey, someone broke your heart. Is that why you came with us? Huh? He's like, well, actually, yes. Yeah. Let me tell you my story. It's like I had this girl and we ran on the beach yeah. and we did Where things. We get love and... theme from Picking Man mm-hmm. montage of them just dating and doing such things. And mm-hmm. he's like, one day I went to our apartment with flowers to give them to my sweetheart. But I heard voices. <laughs> I hear voices. Yeah. <laughs> the voices he heard was sex voices. Yeah. Was her just boning. Mm-hmm. And she was with, bo- with another dude. Well, another and, dude. And, and the dude says, well, it just it started out as a joke. Yeah. Okay. First of all, it's his brother. Yeah. They don't. We that find never that out starts later. out as just a joke. <laughs> yeah. We find that Y'all out. Y'all start, start out trying to fuck. Yes. Yeah. We find out way later yeah. that it's his brother. They may have mentioned it because they do mention something about him being a TV producer. Maybe mm-hmm. they threw out the word brother, but it was like, I don't know. Yeah. But but either way, he walks in and they're just like, oh, Johnny. Yeah. And the and, and the brothers me like, hey, man, it started out as a joke. I don't know how we got here. Um, he takes it further than that. Yeah. It's not what it looks like. I've never heard the it started as a joke. Yeah. Like, how did you how how do you start yeah, that how, as how a you, joke? How do you joke? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> you know, knock, I, knock, who's there? My dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, put it in me. Yeah. <laughs> There's the punchline. Yeah. Oh, this hey, is fantastic. You know what would be hilarious? <laughs> if, if we fucked, wouldn't that be a humdinger? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Speaking I've heard of, of a it. chuckle fuck, but... <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah, it's... But yeah, Johnny's like, I don't even want her now. You and they're just like, Johnny, no, you don't understand. It's like, the <laughs> like, fuck what is does there... he not understand? <laughs> what is there to misunderstand? <laughs> joke. Yeah. It's just a joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I got. I, I really want to go back and watch that scene with, with subtitles and see if that's uh... the same dialogue, because that, to me, is the most absurd... I've been caught thing <laughs> I've ever heard anyone say. Like, how? How? Yeah. Like, I wanted that moment to then flash back to the moment where the joke started mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to flesh that part <laughs> out. Flashback within a flashback? <laughs> yes. But, no, no he, he runs away, and then that's basically... Yeah, the and the all the other guys are like, man, that sucks. Yeah. So, we're going to find this thing, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yep. whatever. So the next day, they set out. <laughs> Danger and, number two. Oh, my God. Them. <laughs> like... Well, they just they're just like walking along and like behind like they're just walking like in it kind of like a single file line off mm-hmm. to the side. Isn't there just a tiger just kind of chilling? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, like, oh, look, hey, look, there's a tiger. And the tiger's like, hey, people. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. holy shit, there's a stuntman just wrestling with this tiger. It's a and, real fucking tiger. And we've all seen roar. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, shit, this guy, this guy's getting scalped. On yeah, top of he, that, though, like they see the tiger and the entire party goes, oh, shit, tiger scatter. And like three of them go Whoop, and like straight into quicksand. And it's like <laughs> it's the quickest of sand because they're well, like slow sand. Damn it. They are over their heads, like buried. They're like, nothing but hat in yeah. like one point four seconds. It's, and it's like Billy. Yeah. Oh, it's just your hat now. <laughs> I mean, uh, I remember like, you by this hat. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah. they cut from that to like just this guy wrestling around with this tiger and you're like, holy shit, this is happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, to which, when they cut to close-ups, it's a guy kind of throwing around the most drugged tiger you've ever seen. But like oh, yeah. when they're in a wider shot, it's 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 full on some guy mm-hmm. wrestling a tiger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, at which point, you just see like this comical leg, and a tiger something goes, rip, 
and that oh, leg yeah. is gone. <laughs> I thought it was a mosquito. <laughs> no, it's no. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, so this guy is just like my leg, and so they they've they've shot at chased mm-hmm. the the tigers away. Yeah, and uh, the the leader of this expedition, who's Captain Unscrupulous, whoever he is, goes over to the guy who's just screaming in pain, like yeah. his leg is gone. Of course, mm-hmm. he's freaking out and he's just like oh well you you have to shoot horses yeah so. he fucking sends that dude to the glue factory mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like you yeah we're done here and johnny's like what the f- yeah. what are you doing like, you'll put him down he's a human yeah and he's like he was suffering we can't have that <laughs> and i'm like we don't th- want to waste the medicine yeah. on him and i'm at, like at this point like all the dudes should just leave like this uh-huh. is like no no way this day two sucks day mm-hmm. one was bad enough <laughs> My brother got gored by an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, they they soldier on, and mm-hmm. they start scaling some cliffs. Yeah, <laughs> and just random, uh, like one of his other buddies, mm-hmm. because it's it's basically there's three, you know, there there's Johnny, there's I guess the other kind of expedition guy, and then the leader guy. Yes, and then everyone else is kind of like uh, I guess the Eastern Indian dudes. Yes, but. The other guide guy, just his his little grappling hook comes out of the cliffside, mm-hmm. and then just the the him and the group of guys behind him, ah, and three dummies sploosh. go off this fake cliff, and yeah. you're just like, what? <laughs> this is the worst. Turn around and go home now. Well, they basically go up to the top of the cliff, and the the leader guy's like, all right, this is fucked. We're yeah. we're done. Like I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like as Johnny's sleeping, they all just mm-hmm. bolt. Yes. So he wakes up and he's alone. Yeah. And it's so weird. There's there's that one three second shot of a miniature tent that they've built for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. Because they show this this shot, and you're like, "What is a foot going to come in and stomp this?" No, it just cuts to the regular tent again, and he wakes up the next day, and it's just like, "Why was that a miniature shot?" Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And we will note something they saw the day before. Oh, right, before hitting the cl- well, like after getting up the cliffside. Yeah, is they see. A blonde person off in the distance mm-hmm. swinging the vines. Yep, and then they're gone, and they're like, and none of them are like, you see, you see this shit. Yeah, they're like, like none of them. They, they're just what like, what was that? Huh. Eh, well, oh well, keep going. it was probably nothing. Mm-hmm. It's not a giant peaking man that we've come looking for. So no. doesn't matter, right? And it could kill us because <laughs> yeah. everything else we found has. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he's basically the only one left. Yeah, and like kind of walks outside. It's like, where did everybody go? And mm-hmm. you basically hear, yeah. Noises rust, rustling in the in the jungle, and mm-hmm. out pops mighty Peking man, basically, and it's just like, yeah. "Hey, yep." Uh, and guys, like, "Come here, I want to kill you." Yeah, he's like, "Uh, no." <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't quite know what to do, but then doesn't he kind of like like hide in some sort of like thicket? Yeah, he's hiding behind trees and stuff, and mm-hmm. mighty Peking man is just ripping the trees out of the ground, mm-hmm. and eventually just kind of like smacks him and knocks him up upside the head, right? Mm-hmm. Bit, oh, I think yeah. he throws something at him because yeah. Pe- Mighty Peking Man likes to throw things. Yeah, well, yeah. Because it's we didn't mention it in the, in the earlier scene when the villagers when when he's just like, "Hey, fuck all y'all villagers." The villagers actually have catapults, yeah, and they're they're launching decent sized rocks at it. And Mighty Peking Man's like, "Let me try mine." <laughs> wait, 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 guys, 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 guys. Yeah. Let me. Let me can I? Can I? Can I have a turn? <laughs> that's not a rock. Yeah, but yeah, he picks that's up a, a rock. giant boulder and yeah. just hucks it at a couple of villagers. But yeah. anyway, so mm-hmm. yeah, he throws something I think and hits Johnny in the head and yeah. gets knocked out. And mm-hmm. I think he's going in for the final kill. And that's when the blonde lady shows up and is like Samantha. Well, yes, we don't know that yet, but yes, blonde lady from from the trees mm-hmm. shows up mm-hmm. and is like, 
Yeah, you know, like yeah, speaking she, she gibberish. Nels at yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicka P, mm-hmm. mighty peaking man. Yeah. <laughs> so no. yeah, and, she, and talks mighty peaking man down. It's like no, and, and it doesn't say don't kill, but it, you know, waves him off and gets right. him to gets him to carry Johnny back to her cave. Right. Mm-hmm. She has a she has a a one bedroom apartment in the mm-hmm. side of this mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very exclusive. Yeah, and it, you know, peaking man plops Johnny in there. To which he eventually kind of wakes up and is just like looking around. It's like, well, someone lives here. There's fruit and a compact. And mm-hmm. the hell is this? <laughs> and then she swings in. Yep. Like, hey. And he's like, damn, girl, you got your left titty out. Uh-huh. Yeah. We Okay. So um, this lady. <laughs> so this is a Swiss actress who is super blonde and super almost nude. Incredibly blonde. Yeah. Like hardcore blonde, like the blonde, like Swedish bikini team blonde. Yes. Tall, statuesque Mm -hmm. lady, barely wearing anything. Always with her left titty out. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, whatever they have. To be fair, for like the first 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, what kind of magic glue have they put on her? Because like she's wearing like one of those sort of bikini tops that only has one strap that goes over the shoulder. Mm -hmm. So like the one sort of freewheeling titty over there is just always like threatening to pop out. I love that Bob Dylan album. (laughs) Yeah. Never can't trust a stray titty. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like for like the first 20 minutes, it is just on the edge of popping out all the time. It's on the edge of glory. Yeah. And then like finally it happens and then it just can't stay. It can't stay contained after that. Mm-hmm. It's it won't had be held its taste down of anymore. freedom, and it never wants <laughs> yeah. to go back. It needs to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, the, she's wearing her little loincloth outfit, mm-hmm. and he starts trying to communicate with her, and she basically just doesn't have any words, and he says, well, who's your mama and your papa? And she goes, oh, mama, yeah, papa. Come with me. And takes him to a crashed plane. Yes. And suddenly has flashbacks to... Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a special cameo by Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because we like we didn't need this. same year as Star Wars. You we, know, it was a we nice cross promotion. Yeah, we didn't need the flashback because like he he's like, oh well, let me check out the cockpit. Oh, two corpses burned to a crisp. Well, yeah. this is bad. Yeah. Uh, oh, and here's a picture of your parents, yeah. which he shows her, and then that's when she's like, oh. right, yeah, and he finds like a diary. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. your name's Samantha. So it's it's a little weird here because. The, the flashback that they show where the plane is crashing, mm-hmm. she looks old enough that she should comprehend just a touch more English than she does. Yes. Yeah, she's seven, eight, nine. Not that old, but she's old enough that like she would have picked up more than Mama and Papa. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she forgot it all, living what living in the jungle with mm-hmm. yeah, for, Titty hanging out for so long. Yeah. Yeah, for 15 years I or so. Yes. I don't know. We have nothing to talk to but a monkey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... But yeah, it shows the plane crashes, parents toss her out the plane, and then burn up inside the plane, yes. mm-hmm. and Mighty Peking Man finds the child, picks her up, and... Yeah, gives her some food and says, I will take you to this spacious one-bedroom apartment. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's her origin story. Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah, um, so I I guess there's some Tarzan tossed in here, too, just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, but uh, otherwise, then it's just them... Being friends, and they go out into the jungle, and uh, apparently the tiger is her pet. Oh, God. As is a jaguar and other things. And this is when you get, like, the super doped up felines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have drugged the hell out of, like, these jaguars and, you know, whatever cougars, whatever they are. And 
she's just going over and hugging on them, and they are just heavy breathing, just eyes like, duh. Mm. <laughs> but eventually, she's like, food. And scoots up this tree, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, people, like a jungle woman. Like, like yes. people that scoot up trees. Yes. And, you know, starts throwing fruit <laughs> at Johnny. Uh, to which yeah, they look like, like pomegranates or something. Yeah, and she comes back down, and they're both eating the fruit, and he's just like, "Oh God, this is terrible!" And she she laughs at him and just continues eating. And then right next to her is a cobra, mm-hmm. which is just like, "I'm hungry too," and <laughs> goes and bites the fuck out of her inner thigh. Yeah, just at the opposite inner thigh too. Like it had to go over the thigh where it was mm-hmm. to get over to the the, the fleshy middle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, and then it's just. Oh God, I'm dying! So, oh he, yeah, he it's, like it's the thigh of the tiger. <laughs> yeah, and he jumps on her and sucks the poison out. Yes, which doesn't work. Don't ever do that. No. Um, but he's got a mouthful of fake blood. Well, we yeah. learned in Snakes on a Plane you have to coat your mouth in olive oil first. Yes, <laughs> then you yeah. can suck the poison. However, have any of that? She tosses the snake away, and one of the tigers oh. or whatever just rips this fucking thing to shreds. Yeah. I think they've tossed it at an already dead snake, but man, this thing is just like, fuck yes. It's like either way, the ASPCA is like, whoa, yeah. whoa, guys. Yeah. Wait, we wait. think some animals were harmed in the making <laughs> yeah. of this movie. Uh, well, don't worry. There's nothing at the end of this movie stating otherwise. No, there's, there's uh, nothing at the end of this movie. <laughs> it's like the end. Get the fuck out. Yeah. But yeah, so like he's like trying to suck out the poison and she's just oh, and cutting to the tiger mauling the snake. Mm-hmm. And then he just scoops her up and takes her back home. Well, yeah, an elephant shows up and is like, I, yeah. I heard your distress call. <laughs> elephant taxi shows up <laughs> and immediately like kneels down and he throws her on there. And then he's like, go forward, move. And mm-hmm. it does. And it takes him right back to the apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so, we don't really understand how he gets her back up. But... Yeah, because the only way to and from is on a rope swing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I how he got her. Vine. Yeah. Uh, eh, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? But either way. It's a, She's it's in a there. Second ride. Yeah. yeah, but it's a, it's a montage of time passing and her not doing well and him kind of pacing around, not well, knowing what to do. Well, yeah, but she's in there, moaning mm-hmm. away. Yes, like moaning as if she's close. Mm-hmm. And you just need to, to dying stick. No, no, you just need to stick to that one spot mm-hmm. and don't worry. Yeah, and don't, don't Peking move. Man hears it and is like, "That's my oh, jam." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna make it rain with leaves." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> in front of the the doorway yeah and, and he's and johnny's just like okay yeah th- this all makes perfect sense mm-hmm. i'll just take these leaves and mortar and pestle them up and mm-hmm. make a sauce and <laughs> well he, he kind of knife and coconuts them but yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. and then rubs the whatever it is on the uh on the wound mm-hmm. which they either bruised her or did a really good job with the makeup there yeah. but yeah rubs that and then that's when he does the pacing around waiting 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 and then she just kind of wakes up and is like all right yeah, she's like, oh. And he's like, you're alive. Mm-hmm. And she she starts to walk towards him, and there's a step down. They have, like, a, you know, a sunken living room. And <laughs> uh, she stumbles because, you know, she's been out of it for a while, and he catches mm-hmm. her. He has come in all sweaty and shirtless, mm-hmm. and they, you know, she falls onto him, and they start embracing, and he, and it's just like, oh, okay, let's, let's yeah, let, let's mm-hmm. have the sex now. Mm-hmm. Which, this makes sense. Yes, uh, totally. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Th- this. Is, so they lay down on the bed, and uh, then we get to the uh, another love theme from Peking Man. Yeah. Montage. What ha- man, what happens here? Is, uh, 
they're they're starting the lovemaking and then cut to them slow-mo running through the jungle mm-hmm. cut to her with one of the cougar tiger things on her shoulders spinning around <laughs> just oh, it's so great just like she's giving this thing the torture rack spinning around and spinning around and then the, like they put High it down leopard yeah but they like put it down and they're just holding on to it and just spinning or you know like the hills mm-hmm. are alive and <laughs> the thing is eventually kind of just kind of crawling away out of the scene and they keep g- fucking with it yeah like hey buddy cougar you know it's like leave the fucking thing alone yeah. <laughs> it doesn't want to be animal. there haven't you seen roar it's yeah. a bad idea they had not but no um eventually through all this uh it cuts back to them in still going at it mm-hmm. and you see mighty peaking man's face come down <laughs> right in the doorway and just stare and you're like oh yeah. okay <laughs> like he's a mighty peaking tom yeah when he <laughs> becomes truly mighty peaking man yes and um and then he just kind of walks off like mm. well he kind of has a fit he just starts pulling trees out of the ground and yeah. just stomp. he's not like super like freaking out but he's just like god damn it i thought i had a shot Brr. um I, but you just think- just as a point of reference sure. why why do giant ape-like creatures desire a very tiny human-sized person that's all they got <laughs> because they're soft and they smell pretty yeah but- same reason we all do I'm not. I'm not trying to moder- modernify these ideas of these like you know giant monster movies or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, is there like some kind of? Thing there might be there? some racism there. Well, yeah. I don't know about no. is it racism oh. or is it? Like, I think it's more they just like male dominance and they're the guy in the friend zone. Like, <laughs> they can never have her. No, no. Hear me yeah, out. Bacon, old, hairy, neckbeard, motherfucker. Yeah, they can never have her, but they don't want anyone else to have her either, and they don't uh, understand why they can never have her. Physics. <laughs> All these Chad yeah. taking their, my jungle girl. <laughs> mm. But no, but that—that's my theory on it. Is yeah, I just all these giant apes have just been friend zoned, and they mm. they refuse to accept it. Yeah, and they're going to get pouty. And, they're all in the same web forum and post on Reddit, <laughs> so they all have the same opinion. Yeah, but so he storms off to post on Reddit. Yeah, and um, she's she notices this and goes outside. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh wait, come back. And she kind of snuggles his hand, mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you, you'll always be my my special little guy." Mm-hmm. And apparently, that's good yeah. enough for him. Yeah, I can always call you and complain about my current boyfriend. Yeah, <laughs> you'll listen, right? Yeah. Um, so there's a really fast series of events where he Johnny is basically like, "Hey, let's let's take him back to Hong Kong." I think people really get a kick out of him. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, okay. Peking man, scoop us up in your hand and walk. Let's go to Hong Kong. Let's yeah, walk to the city. Because it, there was some scene. I, I can't remember which one exactly it was, but it faded to someone swimming in a swimming pool. Oh, right. It was the guy who ran away. Yeah, the guy who ran it. But the music never stopped mm-hmm. from whatever scene it was before yes. that. And we're like, wait, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> right. And it's basically the guy from the beginning who abandoned Johnny. Yeah. And he's like, oh, man, well, we never found Peking man. And obviously doesn't exist. Yeah, it can't be out there. We searched every inch of that island. And mm-hmm. Johnny, I, I, he'll never find his way back. He's yeah. He's got to be dead because he's not a jungle man. Right. No. And then it cuts to him, uh, Peking man, carrying them, showing up at whatever, like, giant building this is. Yeah. Uh, where everyone immediately is running out screaming because uh, what else would you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and... They're all freaking out, and she tells Peking Man to lay down. 
she kind of yeah. dabs at him and yeah. gives the universal symbol <laughs> yeah. of lay down. I, I just love that that when they're riding in his palm mm-hmm. and they show and they have the shot of of him just like towering over these buildings and stuff, and everyone is screaming, running, mm-hmm. and Johnny's just looking at it like this is going well. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna love us. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone in in the city is like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So he lays down. They get out and you know go into the crowd. It's like no, it's chill. Let's go find the mm-hmm. guy. They go find the guy and bring him back, and the guy's stoked. He's just like, sweet, we're going to take this guy to Hong Kong, and it's going to be yeah. awesome. Yeah, and, and I really dislike that there's never a point where Johnny's like, yeah, remember me, mm-hmm. who you left in the fucking jungle, you piece of shit? Never comes up. He's like, no, hey, all right, cool. Yeah, let's go. Let's bring him to Hong Kong. Let's yeah. do this. We're going to make some money. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> cut to them on on the freighter. Oh, my God. <laughs> which they, they cut to Peking Man, who is just chained like i i've never they're somehow convincing him they're convincing this giant ape to go along with whatever's happening mm-hmm. the well, whole time like okay now buddy sit on the boat okay now we're gonna put this chain around your neck now we're gonna chain your arms now we're gonna chain your feet i'm sure I, it was budget constraints but i'm sure there should have been a scene where she you know they talked her into talking maybe. him into doing that right yeah but right the size difference and all that they were barely barely holding it together <laughs> as it was in the movie right i'm sure they were just like ah You'll understand that she talked him into doing that. And yeah. this thing looks like a giant teddy bear sitting on a toy boat. Mm-hmm. It yeah. is. I, I kind of want, so I weird, want yes. the, the Mighty Peking Man like boat playset. Yeah. Where yes. it's oh, yeah. just yeah. this like, you know, like one of those little plastic boats you had in the bathtub with, yes. a, with a gorilla thing sitting mm-hmm. on it. <laughs> but she's immediately like, why is why he, why is he in chains? This is terrible. And they're like, um, again, she probably should have seen him going into the chains. But- yes. But. They're just like, look, he's got to be in chains. If he gets loose, he'll rock the boat mm-hmm. and don't rock the boat. So <laughs> we rock the boat. Don't rock the <laughs> don't boat. Rock the boat. Don't tip the boat. over. Uh, so, yeah. And she's just like, well, OK. And retires to her cabin with Johnny. Mm-hmm. And Johnny's like, OK, now, listen, you can't go around wearing those animal skins anymore here. Here's a different animal skin. <laughs> yes. Put right. on this snake skin. You can't, you can't wear deer skin. You have to wear snake skin because it's the city. Put on this weird whore outfit that I bought you, which is the shortest skirt ever, and just like a vest, and that's it. Just put it mm-hmm. on. And she starts to put it on, and then like the evil boss comes into the room, and there's this odd, like, she's just standing there, and everyone's like, yep, she's nude, mm-hmm. and eventually Johnny just kind of throws a shirt on her yeah. and pushes her into the dressing room like just go in there and get ready I, again this is like a dumb nitpick but she's abandoned mm-hmm. she grows up mm-hmm. by herself mm-hmm. develops some sort of sense of modesty where she puts clothes on mm-hmm. and then this guy walks in sees her naked and she's just like yeah what so I think it's I, I think it's just clothing from a practical standpoint she's got to she got to keep them yeah, like I was saying, wrangled she, mostly. She yeah. runs so much they'd be hitting her in the face, and she, and then she's got to protect her hoo ha. So that's why she wears bottoms. That, we, we we did yeah. see her run. That what she was wearing was not helping that much. I whatever. Yeah. Look, the yeah. practical standpoint <laughs> is that they didn't Look, want this. I'm not actually actually making these excuses <laughs> yeah. for the record. The practical standpoint is they didn't want this actress walking around naked the entire movie. Correct. You know, so yes. I'm just saying it's it's they it's might weird. <laughs> Someone said they couldn't sell it if they did that. So. They just snuck in a lot of nudity along the way. Sure. But yeah, so Johnny and Bossman have a discussion. Johnny's kind of like, I don't know about this. I got him all the way onto the boat for you, but now I have second thoughts. And the guy's like, look, contract or something, and you're going to make money, so shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. 
And Johnny's like, yeah, you make a good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, this is when the uh, they they pop champagne. Like there's there's another scene that's like, oh, she she's like trying to she comes out because she was she goes into like the bathroom, I guess it was to change finish yeah, changing he, into this weird they forced leather her in there, yeah. outfit yeah. that they gave her. Right. And and she she, she, she comes out and it's just like, number one, where'd you go? And number two, this thing sucks. Yeah. And so she just like rips it off, throws it out the window and plops <laughs> yes. out on the bed again, naked. Not that, you know, for our viewing pleasure. No, but. And then, like, cut to, like, everyone's in, like, the, the mess hall of this ship just popping champagne. It's mm-hmm. like, huh, symbolism. Yep. But, yes. Um, and they're like, we're going to make a lot of money. And then guy comes in, like, weather report for you, Captain. Yeah. There's a typhoon. Yeah. Coming straight for yeah. us. Yeah. And he's like, well, we need to just, we need to stop in Singapore or yeah. wherever and just wait it out because it's going to get bad out here. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm going to lose money these uh, on these days if you don't take this boat through that storm. You go straight and to it, Hong Kong. Yeah. Is the, and he's like, and well, like, you vouch for like the damage when the typhoon fucks us up? And yeah. the guy's like, yes, I will. It's going to be A-OK. And then just cut to, they cut to a bathtub with the toy boat and <laughs> the guy sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just rocking around like, yeah. it's it looks bad. It eventually runs into a rock a that rock. they have to let him, <laughs> let his arm loose so he can push them off from the rock. Yes, it's a very long, drawn-out sequence where Johnny and Samantha run out and are just getting doused with water. And eventually they get one hand unchained and he pushes the mm-hmm. rock and they travel yeah. on to Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hooray, he is a hero. Yep. He is. So they treat him. Like shit. <laughs> put him in a stadium. They put him in a stadium. And lock him to cranes and several trucks full of, like, you know those huge quarry-sized mm-hmm. dump trucks? Mm-hmm. Well, they have, like, five of those, and they're filled with filled rocks. Filled with rocks. Rubble. They got chains on them, and they're pulling him, and he's pulling them. Yeah. And everybody's cheering and throwing and fruit. This is just, yeah, because, like, Johnny and the girl go to visit the brother. Mm-hmm. Which he's now totally cool with. He just walks in and is like, hey, bro, long time no see. Yeah, how you Last been? time I saw yeah. you, oh, you were in my fiance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was real sad. Mm-hmm. And it led me to find her and a giant monkey yeah. in the woods. <laughs> yes. This is how far you pushed me, brother. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ex And he's also like, and yo, check out my new girl, Samantha. Yeah, here. right. But like, I, I, I again, it, it, just like there are lots of dumb things in this movie, obviously. Uh-huh. Um, but like when he's along the way, Samantha has now picked up some more English mm-hmm. along the way. And he's just like, would you like to go to a TV studio? Yeah. And she's like, yes, I would. Sure. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. That means fuck all to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remember jungle lady. Yeah. Yep. Where they are making the world's most boring music video. It is the worst. It is literally the worst. They are. They're putting on 70s disco wing. Yeah. Essentially. Yes. Cause this lady is just like they've built this weird stage with like ramps and ladders and all this stuff, mm-hmm. but she's just standing in the center of it, mm-hmm. just warbling out this disco tune. Yeah. Yep. And the ex, the reason the ex girlfriend wanted to have joke sex with the brother was because the brother is a TV producer and she wanted to work in television, so she is now working in television and happens to be there at the studio. Mm-hmm. So she sends a note to Johnny who's sitting with Samantha in the studio watching this terrible song performance happen. And so he goes to see her in her dressing room. I don't have half a clue about what she's rambling about during the scene, but it's just basically like I made a mistake. I didn't want to have sex with him. It was a joke. Mm-hmm. It happened. Get over it, you son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but, why why did you make me so sad yeah, by leaving? You ran away. I mean, this is a dub, but I mean, it sounds like nobody bothered to get the 
the lady dubbing her anywhere yeah. close to the mic. Yeah, she's constantly like, I'm back here. And also I'm <laughs> talking about things and uh, yeah. you forgive me. Yeah. And you're watching this and you're like, oh, fuck, they're going to make out. And the, for some reason, that's when the girl is going to mm-hmm. walk into the dressing room, even though she should have no concept of jealousy whatsoever. None. And as like they they hug and then the girlfriend's like time to make out with Johnny again and boom door opens of course (laughs) but she has a concept of jealousy because mighty peaking man has taught her this but when it wasn't until Johnny showed up he stormed off after Johnny I guess yeah but yeah yeah. so she runs off and that's kind of her last main interaction with the rest of the crew because Mm -hmm. pretty much for the rest of the movie she's running around on her own. Yeah, the entire time. Yeah, because he goes running out after her, like, wait, stop! And she uses her jungle stealth skills oh, to yeah, hide behind a car, right. and um, <laughs> he just runs right by her. And basically, she's just wandering around in this like you know loincloth and <laughs> bikini thing, mm-hmm. and, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Nobody's no. even nobody like in even Hong long cares. Like no. number one, she's about six foot tall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's giant. She's blonde haired, blue eyes, super w- nude, wearing <laughs> a leather bikini thing. Yep, in a land full of shortish dark-haired people yeah. and no one cares no and she nope. wanders up to a couple who are getting into their car and she's like peeking Take me man. to Utah. yeah and, and they're, they're like, like oh peeking huh? man yeah sure get in like what the fuck yeah i mean if a giant oh, that, blonde that, it was titty hanging out it amazon was amazon comes right. up to your yeah comes up to your car and says take me to the peeking man that's true the 70s were yeah. a very chill time two rules for life chuck you know half naked you know jungle lady and or if someone asks you a god, if you're a god, you say yes. you say yes mm-hmm. to both. Gotcha. That's yeah, rules yeah, to live by. Yeah. We'll, we'll add more as we come to them. Okay, but, yeah. good. Write them down. But yeah, but uh, we didn't mention when they were doing the uh, the stadium show with the big trucks and everything. Mm-hmm. Peking man isn't having any of it, and everyone in the crowd throws fruit and vegetables at him. Yeah, yeah. And it's like yeah, fuck you, giant fifty foot tall ape. Yeah, I don't know why they brought fruit and vegetables with them to a show it's, it's what you do man <laughs> i guess but so he's in the cage like that, that's if, all right that's another dick move they built a cage where he has to remain standing yeah. up yeah it's and like he's chained to it he's yeah. Chained, yeah they can't move his arms like so if his and nose all, is itching it's like yeah well yeah and all the guys at the bottom of the cage have these big sticks and they're just like hey you're not so tough are you asshole yeah. and they're like poking his feet like you're gonna we're gonna make you do what we want you to do yeah dance motherfucker yeah so they're just and she comes in she's like what do you like you need to stop and that's you know and the and this gets mighty peaking man fired up mm-hmm. and they're all like oh shit and run out yeah they run and off. that's when shady promoter guy mm-hmm. grabs her he's like okay come with me we gotta we gotta take care of some stuff yeah let's go talk about your outfit mm-hmm and the movie gets unfortunate. Yeah, which leads to him pouring a couple bottles of uh, alcohol <laughs> or a couple glasses and hands it to her. And she's just like, has no. no clue what to do. And he's like, here, let me help you lean back and let me pour this all over your face. Yeah, it, it goes yeah. way downhill from there. Yeah, it, it devolves into what you think it's going to devolve into, which we were hoping it wouldn't. Yeah. But however, however <laughs> as she's fighting back, she pulls open the blinds. Yes. Because Peking Man and dude has a great view of Peking Man Man. from his apartment. He does. Peking Man has a sense. Yeah. He Peking Man has a great view of this dude's apartment from where he lives. Yeah. And he is not happy. No. This is when he bends the bars and is like, "Fuck all y'all." Yep. And it's on. Yeah, and comes stomping over and starts just smashing the building. Mm Mm-hmm. 
she escapes somehow. I, I, I didn't even really follow it. I think it's just like in the chaos. She's like, oh, shit. Cheap. Because he because, yeah, he see, he looks out the window. He's like, oh, great. Peaking man's loose. Yeah, because well, he reaches, no, he he drags, reaches he, in and he, grabs the dude. Yeah, well, well, he picks up the phone. Oh, no, that's right. No, yeah, yeah, that's right. The dude runs away. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, thought, chase yeah, yeah I thought he dragged her to the next thing. Oh, yeah. He catches her outside. Yeah, that's right. Like, he, get in the car. Right. Yep, and it throws right. her in the car while right. Peking Man is just like, fuck this building. Mm-hmm. Smash, smash. Yeah, that's right. Because they drive. He's driving his Porsche around really fast while Peking Man is chasing them. And um, yep. they stop because there's like a gate and he gets out to lift the gate. And that's when she's like, oh, I can get away now. And yeah. she runs away. But it, like while they were driving, Peking Man is smashing up the freeway. Oh, everything. Trying to just put a stop to wherever they may be mm-hmm. or maybe going. Hey, he stops yeah. for a couple of random rampages too, like mm-hmm. just hey, people in there like having dinner. Yeah, they punch. Built- <laughs> yeah, they went Toho and built a lot of miniature sets. Yes. for this guy. I mean, in the beginning, I got to say, like the set they built for the little jungle that mm-hmm. gets like the fissure splits open and mm-hmm. he just destroys everything is pretty damn sweet. It's yeah, and this is like a pretty damn good giant city yes there, that, that uh, there's just ripping apart there's detail to it it's not just a bunch of plaster and cardboard i mean um but yeah like there's one point where he just punches into a building and grabs a couple people and just throws them to the ground from his height <laughs> yeah it, he's full-on rampage now it's oh, like oh yeah doesn't he's matter like fuck this city yeah suck my mighty peaking dick <laughs> yes fuck all y'all <laughs> i'm gonna fuck the city to death yes <laughs> Pretty much. It is time. Um, because, yeah, that's basically the rest of this movie is him wandering around smashing the fuck out of everything. They eventually he, he the the sleazy promoter guy gets her to another apartment, mm-hmm. not his, because he throws open the door to that bedroom and there's another couple in there engaging in coitus. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this kind of confuses sleazy promoter guy. And this gives Peking Man enough time to reach in and grab him. Mm-hmm. And then he yanks him out. And then he's kind of squishing him a little bit and just fucking slam dunks him. <laughs> just throws him down. And then stomps on him. Mm-hmm. Good. And then just starts stomping anybody else in his way. <laughs> like mm-hmm. anyone who trips trying to get away, fuck you. You're getting stomped. So. I guess at some point Johnny has gotten wind of this because everyone has kind of come outside. The The weird thing is, is that wherever the next scene starts, everyone in the scene is just kind of going about their business. Mm-hmm. Like somehow word is not traveling that yeah. there's a giant monkey going around. You would think fucking up the city because every new location they go to is just people milling about having dinner, engaging in social activities, just, you know, and then all of a sudden, oh, my God, the buildings are exploding. Yeah, this just begins yeah. military press yeah because we're introduced to british man mm-hmm. <laughs> who's running the military well somehow they would be yes also. yeah at that point yes yes but yeah it's just british man in charge of military gets on the radio and is like look everyone get out there now we're gonna kill this thing you hear me we're gonna kill it we are gonna kill it us we're the ones yeah kill peking man ready go yeah and they send out <laughs> some some tanks that shoot at him and he's like fuck your tanks mm-hmm smashes those and then eventually it's just the helicopters keep shooting at him and he gets i mean it's there's a lot of him just smashing everything yeah well it's it's not king kong it's mighty peking man they Mm -hmm. didn't use planes they used helicopters right Mm -hmm. of course totally different but eventually he climbs up to the top of a building that is conveniently like a lego and just has holes all throughout 
the e- side of it. Easy so footholds. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like the pegboard building, and mm-hmm. he's just able to climb up the, to the top Which of it. Which apparently is a real building, because they show several shots yeah. of this building, so it's like, well, that yeah. that's a logical choice to you. Yeah, they probably looked at it and said, I would climb that if I was a giant, mighty peaking man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah he, and, and he gets up to the top, and mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we got him trapped. And that's when Johnny, he's met up with Samantha, mm-hmm. and been like, all right, come with me. And, and knows who the general is somehow. He knows who's in charge. Talks to him and is like, listen. Well, the funny thing he'll is. He'll listen to her. Before he catches up to her, the, they put out an APB for her. That's right. Where it's just like, hey, look, it's a mostly nude giant blonde lady. And at one point, like a mass group of people are all like, that's her. And they just start chasing her down the streets of Hong Kong to mm-hmm. which she like climbs up a light Shimmies pole. Shimmies up a light pole yeah. and then leaps onto a hill. And- yeah. But then for the rest of the time, she's running around and no one's paying her any mind whatsoever. So no one's paying her any mind that she's there normally. Mm-hmm. But especially now that an all points bulletin has gone out for her, no one is remotely giving shit. But Johnny kind of just bumps into her and is like, come on, we have to go save Mighty Peking Man. Yeah. Well, so that's no, wasn't come. the mob chasing her? Like there was a mob of people. Yeah. Oh, there's that's, a mob that saw her climb like, up a light pole. Yeah. Like right away <laughs> she's found. But like after she escapes that part, then yeah. no one else sees her again right, until okay, Johnny yeah, finds yeah, yeah. her. Um, yeah, they just run right straight to the head guy yeah. of the military. Yeah. They're like, hey, yeah, and they're basically like, Sh- he'll the he'll listen. We her. don't know why. We don't know how to explain it, but he'll listen to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. And and Tony's like, do you promise you won't attack him? Yeah. Like, we'll let her talk him down and we can get him back into the jungle or wherever. Because they've what they're plan what the military has planned is they have pumped the water reserve in the building with gasoline. So all the tanks inside the building are now filled with gasoline Mm -hmm. and they're going to set charges on those and just they don't give a fuck about this building. They're like, fuck that building. We're going to blow everything up and him with it. Yeah. So Johnny's like, you have to give us your word. Yeah. As a British man, (laughs) an honorable British man that you will not blow up this building until we have a chance to go up there and deal with this. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you have my word. I'm honorable British man. (laughs) So. They go up there. Yeah. And, and, and they make it up there and she's able to talk to him and she calms him down. Yeah. And everything's cool. Yeah. She's like, let's, let's go. We're going to go back to the jungle. Yep. yep. We're going to we're going to climb down. Everything's going to be cool. And British guy's like, OK, he's calm. Yeah. Murder. Now's him. our chance. <laughs> Light his candle. Light him up. <laughs> yeah. So they end up shooting her. Yeah. But not killing her. No. Johnny gets up there. He's like, fuck, man. Yeah. And gets and, and she basically like, well, he he's on the lower level and suddenly soldiers are there and they're Seven planting charges. bombs everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. He, he gave me his word. You need to stop. And they're like, uh, listen, you're a naive idiot. Yeah. <laughs> get out of our way. You didn't get that. You didn't get a contract, did you? Yeah. No. Nope. No. Yeah. Notary didn't even stamp it, did he? Yeah. Nope. All right, then. <laughs> so they knock him out. Because he, oh, yeah. he, he runs tries over. to fight like a bunch, but there's yeah. like 20 of them there. Yeah, so they conk him on the back of the head and he's out. So they set all their charges and mm-hmm. they get out. Um, yeah, and he wakes up and he's like, oh, my God. And he yanks the yanks the plug out of one of the charges mm-hmm. and then goes and like there's like 20 tanks there. And every one of them has like two or two three, three bombs on him. He's like, fuck. Yeah. So, so it's so, just like get to the roof. and It's like we got to go. Yeah, we have to get Meanwhile, out of here. Everything now. is getting shot up. Yeah. Like, she's been shot three or four times at this yeah. point. Like, she was in his hand at one point and getting shot, and then he puts her down, and she's still getting shot. Because um, the choppers don't give a fuck what they're shooting at. They're oh, just no. shooting at anything. Yeah, it's... she's Well, he's and, like, come and, on, and we gotta like, go. Right, we gotta go. They're gonna blow it up. We have to go now. And she kind of follows him over to the stairs and then pushes him down mm-hmm. and then shuts the door and locks yeah. it. Well, she stalls because she tries to hug 
Muddy Peking Man's foot or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And and then, yeah, she throws him down the thing and locks it. Mm-hmm. And so Johnny gets back down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the charges go off. Yeah. The top of the building goes up. Yeah. And Mighty Peking Man becomes Mighty Burning Man because <laughs> his back's on fire. Yep. Surrounded by explosions. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say, when they set off those tanks, they get some good explosions yeah. going on yeah. in that little area. I don't know what they blew up exactly, but it looks good. It looked better than small-scale explosions in a model. Well, like, whatever... If that's what it was, they did the exposure right, you know, on the camera to where it, it didn't look... Because, like, some of the, the fire stuff from the forest... Jungle I'm stuff. gonna go with it's probably a model. I'm thinking they didn't set off a giant gasoline explosion. No, I know, but I mean, <laughs> you never know. Could have been some abandoned water facility. They were just like, blow this fucker up. Mm-hmm. Anything goes in Hong Kong. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So they blow it up, and eventually, he, like he he somehow drops her into the lower level mm-hmm. amidst all the rubble, but mm-hmm. still alive, mm-hmm. and then falls off the building and smashes another building next door. The post office. Yeah, the post office. <laughs> And there's a shot of him laying in the post office just going, ah. Yeah. And a bunch of people that with eBay packages sitting there like, no, God damn my it. feedback. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so Johnny kind of scoops up the girl mm-hmm. and walks over to a big gaping hole in the building and just looks out at the carnage. And wham, this Shaw Brothers movie is over. Yep. Done. Get out. <laughs> yeah, I guess we don't really know if she's dead i mean i guess it's kind of assumed she's dead he kind of goes to check her and is not real positive to the reaction he gets mm-hmm. and then just still carries her over anyway to the gaping hole and so she can look at the wreckage yeah look look, look man half rot <laughs> look what happened but yeah it's just like get out <laughs> this movie is done the guys need to come clean the theater now <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is that's how shaw brothers movies mm-hmm. end yeah. they're just like this story is over <laughs> There is nothing more to see here. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That's the Mighty Peking, man. Sure is. Which is King Kong. <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, soundtrack mm-hmm. all over the place. It's, it's stock music. It's, mu- it's yeah, stock music. There's some so of, much like disco music going on early yeah. on. and Some of the incidental music I've heard in other Shaw Brothers mm-hmm. movies. So, yeah. It's all right. I mean, the music anyway. I mean, yeah, some of it, it fits. It works. It's, it's not like the hell is this but yeah some of the warbly love songs are uh well, the real warbly the, that disco wing song was particularly bad it was unbearable and there's one point where you think it's over and they thrust it back at you yeah yeah and then, i mean it just comes in violently yeah. too it's just like in the middle like <laughs> it's like oh god uh-huh. um I'll, I'll go ahead and rate it I okay guess. um i do want to throw out float one little theory here um I think that the the head, I mean, it turns out Johnny's not so great of a guy by the end either, because he's kind of just kind of willing to go along with all of this. Yeah. But the head yeah. expedition guy, the guy that's running it, I think he is so unbelievably evil that the jungle animals actually sense that. <laughs> and I think that's yeah, why they, they just smell it. They, like, that was they a defense mechanism. Attack. Yeah. yeah. Because they can smell evil. I think so. Like, I mean, I think they're just like, oh, that's that's like, you know, John Hammond's like evil. <laughs> cousin here like coming to take this fucker away like let's let's murder him mm-hmm. so that's my that's my theory is that that's why they were so violent and really they were just like trying to send a message like you don't want to be here yeah. like you mm-hmm. need to go home now yeah, yeah. this is so, not for you <laughs> so that's just that's my theory is that the animal sense that his evilness because 
he only got more evil as the movie went on until he ultimately was let go out of a window, which was fun. Um, yeah. So as far as rating yeah, goes, we even talk about him getting killed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. We said we kind of grabbed him, but Peaky Man grabs him, tosses to the ground, stomps him, mm-hmm. which he also does to another guy, which yeah. is it bugs me that he shares the same death with somebody else. Well, he didn't get because he, he deserved it down to the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does get thrown down. He was dead when he hit the ground. Yeah. Did he also get stepped on? Yes. Yeah. He got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's but definitely dead. But that's when like the crowd is like running away from this carnage and they're all tripping over each other. And that's when anyone who tripped and fell. Peking Man is just stomp. like, fuck your whole body. Yeah. <laughs> so that begins Stomp Fest 77. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. So, yeah, I mean, as far as actual rating goes, I'm. This one's kind of tough. I mean, like, we we don't we don't normally like this is one of those movies. Like, this movie's pretty bad, but it's like bad in an enjoyable way. Mm-hmm. Good um, bad movies, you would say. Enjoyable <laughs> yeah, bad I movies. Mean, like, <laughs> th- those get one to five jocks and robot toys. I I just mean like we we try to generally find the the actual true awesome in something and not like laugh at its mm-hmm. inability to make a movie. Mm-hmm. This one kind of skirts the line because there are cool things happening, but it's a sorely inept made movie at the same time it's it's strange because this like, is something that would that almost feels like it's more it belongs more on mst3k than on our show yeah a little bit and i think maybe that's what i was trying to get at is like there there are lots of opportunities to add your own soundtrack to this movie because mm-hmm. there is a lot of goofy shit happening and, and people reacting or not reacting to things that they should be yep. um that it, it it's weird because it, i mean it doesn't it almost doesn't feel like one of our movies, despite there being some things that are very much in our wheelhouse. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to land at three jocks. I, I know I said all that, but it's like, I are actually, no, I'm just like, <laughs> I, it, it's weird because it, it's somewhere between a two and a three for me, but I think I'm going to err on the side of like, there was enough goofy shit. And, you know, I, I, I appreciate a good freewheel and left hit, you know, from time to time. <laughs> sure. I'm not going to lie. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's 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 it's, it's just straight up King Kong. I mean, it mm-hmm. is straight up like if you were like, I wonder what the you know the Asian Roger Corman was make you know would make of a King Kong movie. Well, here you go. Mm-hmm. Um, which is strange because like I mean, other than like Inframan trying to catch on to the Toho Godzilla monsters and other you know people growing like you know mm-hmm. stuff like that like uh, <laughs> why, why can't i not think of the Ultraman? like right. sh- shit like that i mean like right. just try to catch on, on that cash in on that like shop brothers were not really known for like making ripoff movies really i mean that mm-hmm. wasn't really their thing not explicitly i mean like not <sighs> they weren't the not asylum this direct. right yeah, yeah. Not, not this direct yeah i mean like i think I, I think, think they saw an opportunity sure and i, and I think maybe that's just my like my only reservation by by saying I, I like this more is that it, it is just it is so much King Kong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with a little Tarzan backstory thrown in for fun, mm-hmm. you know, like just sw- swap the genders. Otherwise, you know, it's 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 kind of it's weird and it's magnificent. And I and I think you should see it. I mean, that's why I'm going three, because I that's my I'm I'm boiling it down to like, that's how much I would recommend it mm-hmm. as, as the three jocks recommendation. It's like, yeah, you sh- you should probably see this and it's we didn't say it's available on amazon prime it is um you know it was transfer looks great yeah it was put out as like one of like the tarantino presents Mm -hmm. dvd type thing so it's it's definitely one of the available ones not like some of the ones Mm -hmm. that are a little harder to find so yeah um i can also give it three jocks i thought it was thoroughly entertaining um i didn't think it 
ever like when it got to the carnage stuff i was like okay this is this is all pretty good like there's a he picks up a car at one point and throws it into a gas station which explodes yeah. and i'm which like great that's pretty damn good but like some of these giant buildings they built are built to be smashed and they mm-hmm. don't they don't get reduced to rubble like they're there but it's like well what else are you going to do with it mm-hmm. you know but they're saving it for something um Having having now seen a bunch of these Shaw Brothers movies for Bamcast Extra, I've gotten used to the fact that point A to point B to point C isn't always going to be completely spelled out or clear. So I was kind of ready for how choppy it was already. So that didn't bother me. Um, I just, you know, it there's a good time to be had. I think it's kind of, it is, I guess, technically a bad movie because it is goofy, but I think it's kind of endearing in its badness. I think the the you know just cutting having the the sex begin and then cutting to her with a cougar on her shoulders and spinning around in slow motion mm-hmm. is goofy as fuck but it's my wheelhouse goofy as fuck it's like oh, yeah. yeah absolutely that's what i want i mean i feel bad for the drug tigers and everything but you know it's 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 an entertaining movie and i think it's even more entertaining with a group of friends because it's ready for jokes <laughs> it is so ready for jokes <laughs> yep uh, I think I liked it better than you guys because I'm going four jocks. Okay, it's just it's a lot of fun to see this damn ape rampaging through these miniature cities, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess it's just because I don't watch that many of the Toho Godzilla movies and all that sort of stuff. But it's always fun to have that to have a, a just a giant thing going fuck your city. <laughs> I'm gonna wreck everything, right? You know, and. Uh, I, I can't go five because like I so many characters are so unlikable in this movie and there's really no heroes except for Mighty Peking Man and it's kind of like you don't even know what his motivations are. The, the lady's a hero, I guess. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's it's, it's but she's just kind of like, unfortunate that they make her so damsel in distress. You'd think she'd be a little more self reliant being a jungle lady. Yes, but like when the unfortunate bits start to happen, it's like, dude, lady, if you can scale a tree, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. You can fight back a little. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying like a little survival instinct. You'd think she'd have. Something. I agree. It's a little. She should have been predator too. When she got to the city, she just should have used her skills in an urban setting like and painted right. herself up like a building. Yeah. Like concrete camouflage. She should have been scaling buildings yeah. and yeah, blending in. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, she's just I, hot I think blonde other, lady running around. The other thing about like the, the people being shitty and I think why I went a little bit lower is it doesn't feel like other than our main dude. Anybody that shitty kind of gets direct retribution. Yeah, it's more just like general rampaging. Yeah, and a lot. I mean, of that one like, guy does get stepped on. I'm saying the, the main bad guy, he gets his, but like mm-hmm. the shitty guys. Yeah, he needs to get it worse. The shitty guys that were like, you know, poking him with king caning him in the, oh, in, yeah. the in the cage <laughs> were like should have like gotten stepped on too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people who are shitty to Mighty Peking Man who don't get any kind of anything. And then there's like innocent people who are just like, please, I didn't go to the show. <laughs> get fucking wrecked. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's my turn, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. <laughs> no, I like this one. Uh, three jocks, for sure. Um, it's a fun little monster romp. Um, I I really like the... <laughs> right, box quote. Um, I really like the terrible suit and the wanton building destruction mm-hmm. um yeah all the characters have kind of kind of fall flat but um it's bizarre 
enough to be charming without being like, what the fuck is going on here? Um, in a mean way. Uh, strange. So I really enjoyed it. The, it felt like the first part of it dragged a little bit, but um, it it certainly picked up, especially by the time it was spinning a cougar on your shoulders nookie time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or leopard? Is it a leopard? A giant feline leopard. of sorts. Yeah. Big cat. Yeah. Big cat. Yeah. My zookeeper friend would be mad at me. Um, but yeah, it. three jocks, you, you should definitely watch this. Yeah. Don't expect greatness, just expect mm-hmm. goodness. I do want to say about the suit also, like there are there are a couple different versions. Yeah. There's obviously guy in a suit, there's guy in a suit with a kind of mobile mouth for close-ups, and then there's basically a weird puppety thing mm-hmm. for when the face just needs to go crazy with emotion or rage or, or whatever, which is just I can't quite tell what it is. It's just a hand in a rubber mask moving around going Rah! it's not human looking at all it's really disturbing but you know i mean some of the godzilla movies did that too where they would like close up on the godzilla head and it would be totally different um but it's interesting i mean they they didn't just throw a guy in a grill outfit and say go uh they did some work so and yeah. I, the giant hand prop i think was surprisingly yeah it was decent. really good yeah like the, it, people got on it and were carried around and it didn't look like you know a crane covered in fur or anything it you know kind of moved and bent like a hand so yeah there's some i mean you know the effects are are decent for late mm-hmm. 70s low budget hong kong knockoff yeah. of king kong so yeah yep and i feel like we should note uh yens requested this long long ago and actually sent us a dvd of it yes ages back so we're glad to finally do it for him you're very we are thankful yens yeah. <laughs> thank we you we appreciate for, the dvd but yeah. damn the amazon one looks really good uh-huh. <laughs> Well, let's take a break, shall we? Okie dokie. Welcome back. Hey. Hey. Mamcast, hey. second half. Hey. Half number two. The secondiest half. Yep. Sure. The half where we talk about more movies. Right. Right. Which Man. is what we're going to do. Okay. Who's got what? FX has the movies. Mm, I, I have mean, a thing. My oh. thing is quick. Oh, okay. I've heard. Make it snappy. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Sorry. You left it wide open. I Man. did. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Just serving it up. Please tell us about what you watched. Okay, I will. Uh, So just recently on Sunday ended the HBO series Big Little Lies. Mm -hmm. And it is a limited run show. It was all written and directed by the same people. So it's basically one big long movie. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say that that is a very entertaining seven hours of television. Um, It's uh, it's based on a book, but it's the it was adapted by David E. Kelly, who has written a fuck ton of television. Yep. And there are a ton of people in it. When it started, it didn't really seem like it was something in my wheelhouse. It didn't seem like something I'd be interested in. And I kind of hated everybody, but I kind of came around to like hating a lot of them mm-hmm. characters. Um, so I I just it's just one of those things that it, it's one of those HBO shows that I think kind of flew under the radar. It didn't get that massive like, oh, my God, you have to watch this thing. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that uh, that's really good and everyone should watch it. 
Okay. So if we're talking TV, uh huh. Okay. I want to talk another show. Okay. That just recently ended. All right. Called Review. Oh yeah. By Andy Daly. I've heard people lamenting about this ending. Oh my god. Um. Okay. It Review is a uh, the story of Forrest McNeil is who is a guy who he reviews life experiences for his TV show. Mm -hmm. So one will be like all you can eat pancakes. Review them and being a woman and just being cryogenically frozen and all like just it's there are only two shows that I think ended perfectly like like ended up their entire run was perfect and it's the British office and review mm -hmm. review ends on what might be one of the most genius endings I think I've ever seen on a TV show mm -hmm. and I don't say that lightly but the <sighs> Andy Daly is so good and this show is basically in the vein of, all right, let's take this innocuous thing and take it as far and as dark as it can go. And uh, that show does in every way. It is, it is dark, dark genius. Hmm. And it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. And the ending came out of the blue. I had no idea. It was the actual last episode mm -hmm. because it's only the third episode of the season. I was going to say, it seemed like a lot of people were like, wait, this is over. Yeah, I was stunned. Mm -hmm. And like there, there was actually a, an article that came up that was like, yeah, that really was the finale. Wow. And that's why the ending is so good, because it's just <laughs> like, oh, my God, are you fucking kidding me right now? Hmm. But yes, like, yeah, watch review. What channel is that on? Comedy Central. OK, I believe it's on the app. Because okay. it's, it's tough to find anything. I like it's one of those shows like if they put out a Blu-ray set, I will buy it immediately. Nice. But it's it's nice in that it's only, I think, 22 total episodes. So it's like a British show. Yeah. It's nice and compact. Yeah, where it went and it's all planned out and it all has heavy continuity because this ba this guy basically destroys his life mm -hmm. by being a reviewer. And it's <laughs> it, it's got this weird commentary on actually doing reviews of things in that it's like if you're always analyzing things, you can't enjoy anything mm -hmm. anymore. And I think that becomes the message of the entire show mm. and how, you know, how far will somebody go to try to be objective about reviewing things when, you know, reviews are inherently sub subjective. So it's, it's really fucking good. Mm. But yeah. So it, it to me follows the lead of the British office in being a perfect series that didn't go on too long did every episode well and got out while the getting was good. Hmm. Cool. So, okay. yeah. So watch it. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to kind of re-review something slash add a new review to the pile. Okay. Um, I, I rewatched Rogue One. Ah, a Star Wars story. Right? Yeah. Hmm. Um, I remember that movie. Okay. Well, it's funny you should phrase that that way, because I'm pretty sure if you take a, a year or two away from me, I'm going to remember basically nothing from that movie. Um, And it's like, believe me, I, I want to like that movie. I want to like that movie more than I do. And in rewatching it, I think I was a little too forgiving f on things that in the long run will annoy me. Mm -hmm. Um in just in wanting to like that because I mean, we all, we all, I mean, if, if you're of a certain age, I think you want star Wars movies to be good. Yeah. Um, inherently. Um, and especially when you, you know, when you painstakingly attempt to tie it into the original movie, um, you know, you want them to pull that off. Well, 
I, I'm thinking that their problem was in choice of director because much, much the same way as like whatever year Godzilla movie was 2014. Yeah. I don't remember shit from that movie. Like nothing at all. I remember the halo jump. And I remember what made me mad about Godzilla, but I don't remember details. I mean, I think uh, Brian Cranston was in it briefly. He was. And I know we had this conversation last week, but it, it's just the only things I remember. The Halo jump, Brian Cranston for a couple minutes and um, adding fuel to my like, if you play husband and wife, don't play brother and sister or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are married in that one. So again, like I said, it's a weird little pet peeve of my own. Well, but I, I just saying, like, there is almost nothing memorable about that movie. And I feel like if you took Star Wars out of the title title, this would be the same way. Because, I mean, it really only starts to directly tie into the movie in, like, the last 10 minutes. Um, because, I mean, otherwise, it's they could be going after and doing just about anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, I again, I think, like, you know, on a long enough timeline, I'm going to go back to Rogue One and be like, yeah, Donnie Yen was cool. <laughs> and that's about it. And, man, CG Tarkin is not aging well because it was bad when it came out. And it looks <laughs> even worse now. Hmm. Um but uh, whatever, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying I hate Rogue One. I'm just thinking I don't like it very much. All right. I, like in, in rewatching it. So Is I, it fine. I, it's okay. Like it's, it's, I think it, it, it gets by on being a Star Wars movie. And if it were anything else, it'd just be completely forgotten. I mean, honestly, that is why I've not gone back and watched The Force Awakens because I remember coming away from it saying, it's good, not great. But then thinking about it, I'm like, ah, yeah, but this, ah, but that. And then I was like, you know what? No, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just I'm not that vested anymore to really like I got to go back and reevaluate this. You know, I, I have you know, I've gone back and rewatched that, too. I I think it falls a little bit prey to what a lot of J.J. Abrams things do, where in first viewing, it's really awesome. And mm-hmm. then when you start to think about certain things, it might fall apart a little bit if, if you're going to get hung up on that. Right. But to me, that one, I think, will endure more. And probably even more so when you add it to the next two part of the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Like Rogue One has nothing to tie it to except for the original movie, which right. is well, the character work in Force Awakens is way better. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, I mean, I can't tell you anyone's name except for Jin Urso. Like, and I just watched it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't even tell you the robot's name. It was like K two, I think K two S O. Okay, yeah, I just I remember that because of the mountain. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. literally, like, I mean, just mean there's not. There's just not a lot going on that makes that movie memorable memorable to me. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm done, whatever, internet shitting on Rogue One. So I, I wanted to kind of complete the the journey because, I, you know, I've, I've now mentioned two, and I realized that I've never seen Gareth Edwards' first movie, Monsters. Mm-hmm. Um, it'd been long in my queue to just go ahead and watch. Um, prior to this, you know, I think I, w- I meant to watch it before Godzilla came out kind of thing. I, I just never got around to it, and right. I was like, you know what, I'm – it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it um, just to have a comparison piece and kind of complete the journey of his movies. Mm-hmm. Monsters is kind of weird. Like at first I thought it was going to be like a found footage movie. Cause that's how it feels like it starts. Um, but it's not thankfully at all. Um, and I know say, I say thankfully, even though I've watched all the found footage movies, it seems like um, <laughs> it's, it's weird because to me, like having gone back and watched monsters, I think makes Godzilla even worse because you realize it's almost the same movie mm-hmm. and it uses almost the same tricks where 
about the only difference is, is like the monsters in monsters or the aliens and monsters are original. And when Godzilla occasionally shows up in Godzilla, it's like, hey, that's Godzilla. <laughs> right. You know, th- that's about the only difference is mm-hmm. like it, they're they're super cagey about showing them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot more talk about them than there are actually showing them, which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I think it works for this movie. No, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's not like I'm, a, I'm immediately starting to shit on monsters, too. I think monsters is pretty good. I think monsters is something that sh- somebody should watch. In fact, I would say watch that and skip Godzilla if you, for some reason, haven't seen any of his movies. Because other than a bigger budget, Monsters is far more interesting, mm. and it's and it's carried just by basically two main leads. I mean that you're basically following two people. Other people float in and out of the movie, but you're following these two people through their little journey. Mm. Um, and again, it's like it's pretty good, and I mean for a freshman effort you know like have never having really directed a full length like actual movie movie you know i think he did a tv movie or visual effects and things like that and mm-hmm. some tv episodes mm-hmm. you know for a for a freshman actual full length motion picture it's pretty damn good and i can see why it was like people saw it and were like oh shit let's get this guy a bigger budget i just feel like i feel like he's i don't want to say mediocre but like a kind of a standard director who's been like given two keys to giant kingdoms mm-hmm. and he's not ready for them. You know, like, I mean, I just don't feel like he was ready for either one. Um, I, I feel like he needed a couple more movies to, to perfect his craft before being given freaking Godzilla and star Wars. I mean, that doesn't happen anymore though. No. I mean, I think they just, who's worked with special effects. All right. Give them a little more special effects. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, monsters gets by basically on performance alone. I mean, the, the, uh, the whatever like the anticipation of things happening is is greater than when they actually do mm-hmm. um and and there's a couple cheap pops if you will like there's a couple like like really dumb like you think something's going to happen and then like something else makes a noise and like that's really <laughs> kind of annoying at this point like i feel like i thought we'd kind of grown past that i mean right i know the movie came out like 2010 but i think even by then it was like really you're yeah. doing like loud noise to make me jump at something that didn't actually happen. Right. Like, I, I don't know. It doesn't happen that often. It's just, there's a couple, like there was one real egregious one. I was like, Oh, really? Like, <laughs> like, I was, like it was like a fucking backfire or something too. It was just like, you're just like, Oh shit, something's about to happen. Cause the music dropped out and then it's like car backfires. And it's like, Oh fuck you. you know? like, but mm-hmm. it, I, I still think it's, I think it's worth watching. And yeah, I don't know. To me, it's like pick one of the two and, you know, I guess watch star Wars because it's star Wars and, yeah, you know, but I, I think that's the I think that's the thing is like is is if I hadn't just watched this movie last night, I think I'd already be starting to forget things about it too. It too, unfortunately, mm. it's just he doesn't seem like he's a memorable director. Like it just doesn't yeah. craft scenes that are like going to stick with you forever. So, mm. I don't know. Like I'm that, I I I like the scale that he works on in a lot of the big scenes, mm-hmm. but yeah, character work. I don't think he's quite there yet. Yeah, and that's and that's weird because, like I said, uh, the 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 strength of monsters is its two characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he just kind of abandoned that since then. <laughs> it's weird, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Hmm. I mean, it it is it's actually really good because you don't get too much into their backstory. They're basically two people that have been thrown together in the situation that don't know each other prior to, and you get some backstory, but like not like, hey, we just met. Let's just exposit our entire backstory. It's it's pieces. It's the important stuff, and it and it's genuinely kind of earnest and and it's funny because it's like when it, when the movie started, the credits came up prior to me actually seeing them, and and the main guy is is that Scoot McNary, which 
I mainly only remembered him because of his funny name. Mm-hmm. But like, he's really damn Scoot. good. He's really damn good. At he's it, on uh, Halt and Catch Fire. Yeah, and he's really good. Yeah, and the, and the lady that's in it. I mean, like, I think the only other movie I, I looked through her filmography really quickly. Like, I think the only movie I'd seen that she'd been in was All the Boys Love Mandy Lane. Ah. And like she's she's really good too. Like it's just it's just strange. It was like, who are you? Like, why have I not seen you in more movies? <laughs> no. Yeah. But I, I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, I just I felt like it was a weird thing where I needed to watch the rest of this guy's movies and apparently revisit some. I might revisit Godzilla just for shits and giggles, but I just like I said, the best part of that was the trailer and they I mean the Halo jump and they showed that in the damn trailer. You know? Yeah. 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 So Speaking of Star Wars and Rogue One, uh huh. You want some emails? Yeah, that relate to Star Wars and Rogue One. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, maybe we sure. do. Don't yeah. I? Uh, first one up is from Jay from Vegas. Mm-hmm. He says it's Rouge One, a Star Wars makeup story. It says, "Hey, BMF crew, Jagus here, and I just got out of Rogue One. That movie could sure use a chainsaw to the first half, but once they get past setting up their story with the urgency of molasses in a blizzard, the game." <laughs> The movie gets good, and overall, it was worth the $3 ticket price because it was in three dimensions. Anyway, if you get this before April 1st, just know my love for your podcast is no joke. <laughs> Jay sent from my, from Gary Witta's Google Plus account. He constantly promoted on the Tested Podcast. <laughs> nice. Well, you paid a dollar per dimension for it. That's a that's a pretty, pretty good deal. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Glad you liked it, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the second half is clearly much better than the first half, but... Why First half is also where there's a lot of a lot of things got chopped up, and you can just tell by the trailers, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what happens in the second half? Yeah, Y wings, Y wings show up and go slow, and then bomb stuff. <laughs> go slow. <laughs> they fly real slow. Slow ass Y wings. All right, they're not uh, that slow. We have some voicemails. Do you want to hear one? I think we have a Star Wars voicemail. Oh, we have two of them. Two Star Wars voicemails? They're yeah. both about Star Wars? Holy they shit. They are. Uh, do the one from yesterday first. Okay. That'll work a little better. Hey, Bamscast. This is the Jay Dinosaur speaking, calling from the West Coast. Um, I actually have a, a Star Wars movie question, which is this. Okay, so I don't like the new Star Wars movies. I, I did not like Force Awakens at all. Um, I kind of grew up with the prequels, so while I don't like them, I'm kind of content to just let them lie and not too offended by them. And with all the problems that I now know about with Jedi, which I didn't know about before, yada yada. Look, the question is this. Is Empire Strikes Back such a good movie that it's starting to hurt the rest of the Star Wars movies that have come out after it? I mean... Isn't it like a joke in Hollywood that when somebody wants to make a sequel, they say, hey, this is going to be our empire? Um, and I don't necessarily believe this myself. It's just something I've been thinking about. I think it only really hurts the franchise when you really think about it. So, but just wanted to know your thoughts since, well, it's freaking Empire Strikes Back. So, yep. Hope you guys are having a good one. Oh, and Mackie, just so you know, the only thing I'm married to it's revenge for Spider-Man 2. Ooh. Man. <laughs> what, Clearly what? a guy who likes subplots with no main plot. What? Go figure. What happened? What's what's the Spider-Man 2? Do I not know the best? I always, I always rag on Spider-Man 2. Oh. Because everyone's like, it's the best comic book movie ever. I'm like. It's the best Spider-Man it? movie to date. 
Is it? Yes. No, the first one is actually. Mm-mm. But anyway, the stupid green oh, goblin three, costume. Of course, of course, Chuck yeah. says the stupid Spider-Man green goblin three. costume undo- undoes all everything yeah. good in the first yeah. one. Yeah, I just <laughs> wish two had a plot, but you know, whatever. Anyway, um, yeah, Empire is kind of like the thing about Empire is it was an impossible task that they somehow pulled off. Mm-hmm. Making a sequel to Star Wars that's just as good and actually somehow was better and made everything about the original Star Wars better. And it's impossible. Like, I still don't know how they did it, <laughs> to be totally honest. You know, and and I think about I, the way I wrote my letterbox review when I watched the prequels before or not. Pre- God, Jesus Christ. No, watch Watch the originals before going into Force Awakens. Well, now they, too, are the prequels. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all getting fucked up now. But <laughs> but the way I wrote it is. My favorite scene of all time is the carbon freeze scene. Mm-hmm. It's a scene that I think is absolutely, utterly perfect. And then they one up it 15 minutes later. And that kind of is this microcosm for me of Empire Strikes Back versus Star Wars. Star Wars is something I love dearly. And yet somehow they took everything from that and they one upped it, mm-hmm. which just can't, it doesn't happen anymore. And and nowadays you can't also you can't make a movie with a twist like that. Everyone's going to know about it and everyone's going to spoil it. Yeah. Immediately, as soon as it hits hits the streets. The thing that Empire does to its benefit is that by being the dark middle chapter, it doesn't have to have an ending. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, you can do really cool dramatic shit and not have to resolve it. So. When you're not rushing towards a finale, when you're not going towards resolution and you're just setting up more stuff, it's all intriguing as shit. It's all super fascinating. It's all potential. Mm-hmm. It's all where is this going to go? How are they going to get out of it? And and that sets your imagination on fire. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Star Wars has an ending. Return of the Jedi has an ending. This is all just like, oh, my God, could you believe that? How is this going to? I mean, it's a, it's the ultimate cliffhanger and people love that shit like season finales of TV shows that have cliffhangers. That's all anyone talks about for months until the show comes back. It, mm-hmm. it, that's what sparks your imagination. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help. It doesn't hurt either that it's a finely made motion picture also. But mm-hmm. I think it's because it it's doesn't fall into the trap of having to end. Mm-hmm. It just stops. Yeah. I mean, if everyone sets out to make empire as their sequel i don't know why they haven't actually watched it because (laughs) so many sequels are just like hey what worked in the first one put more of it in there yeah and that rarely ever works i mean empire added basically one new character i mean one new main character well two if you count lando well i'm counting lando well i guess yoda Yoda, i guess yoda i mean yeah all right yeah 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 but i (laughs) yeah i mean i'm just saying like most of them have been like well, what you've met Darth Vader. What about Jeff Vader? And he's <laughs> what about <Yeah>. Darth Mater? <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't say that too loud because Disney will put fucking Toe Mater in the next Star Wars movie. <laughs> I think Darth there is Mater. a Darth Mater. Oh, okay, uh, like a toy or something. Uh, of out course, there, there fucking is. But I'm saying, like, you know, most mm-hmm. most every other movie, it's like, well, we need three villains in this one and six in the next one. Yeah. And well, and so many of them too have gone. Well, we're filming two and three back to back, and so we don't have to finish two. Mm-hmm. Whereas Empire Strikes Back, the third act resolves itself. Yep. Like, like it it doesn't just 
end on a cliffhanger. The cliffhanger is more the entire thing. Like, oh, fuck, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. Not, oh, fuck, how does this resolve itself? Mm -hmm. There's a big difference between those two. Mm -hmm. And I think so many, you know, like, you know, the Matrix has always been one of the bigger ones where it's just like, dun, 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 ending. And it's like that. Who was that guy again? Yeah. I don't even remember, you know, but it, but it's like they all want to. And I think, uh, God, I barely remember anything from those 45 hour long Pirates of the Caribbean sequels. But I remember that the second one just ends mm-hmm. and they're like, all right, come back next year for part three, you know, and it's Empire Strikes Back ends. Yeah. It has a very definitive third act that concludes itself properly. And I think that's the big difference with so many of them that. Well, I mean, people miss. Yeah, it does end, but I think it doesn't. I, I it, the like Star Wars ends like they blow up the thing. Mm. They have an award ceremony. You could have never had another Star Wars movie and thought everything is probably OK. Yeah. So for Chewbacca not getting a medal. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. Well, I'm sure someone set up a petition. Maybe he got mm. it. He did get a medal like 25 years later <laughs> at the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, right. that's right. Given out by Carrie Fisher. Yeah. R.I.P. Um. I, I just think there's so much unresolved in Empire, well, especially add, pertaining to lead characters. They add more questions for you to care about. Yes. That were not there before. Yeah, because Star Wars really doesn't end with questions. It, it The only question is like, well, Darth Vader kind of flew away. Mm-hmm. Wonder what that's all about. Yeah. Empire's like this and this. And what about him? Where's he? And oh, what? And, you know, all of that. It's well, the ultimate War- cliffhanger. Like Star Wars was a movie made. Not in a vacuum, but it was made like, all right, here's our movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It Here was, is I mean, a movie. And then they can say the whole time they had like this whole thing mapped out. But yes, it was just like, no, let's make Star Wars and then yeah. maybe we'll get to make another one. It mm-hmm. was th- I mean, you know, you may have had ideas for Empire, but you were not right. setting forth to make a trilogy from that from the get go. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no way. Um, But, you know, like Back to the Future 2 is the same kind of not really dark middle chapter, but it's that same kind of like it. There's. <sighs> It has its own little story that resolves, but mm-hmm. the bigger picture is left completely open. Yeah. That kind of thing. Back to the Future 2 is not as good as Back to the Future, though. So. Oh, God, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, it's just, but, but, I, it's a dragon everyone's going to be chasing. Yeah. And I don't think you can make it that sort of thing these days because it, any sequel can't surprise anyone anymore. Yeah. It just can't. There, There's too much. Uh, there's too much that goes into marketing. There's too much that goes into social media. There's too much that goes into everything for anyone to ever be able to pull it off anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, JJ Abrams had to threaten people on force awakens with basically like, you'll never work in Hollywood again. We'll find out if you leak anything. Yeah. You know, and, and even then it was just, it didn't really matter. And then like what, photos yeah. of stuff snuck out. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But here's the deal. Don't, if you're making a sequel, don't try to make empire. Make your movie. Yeah, tell your story. Tell your story. Tell more of your story in your world. Mm-hmm. Don't don't chase don't chase somebody else's world, man. Yeah. Don't go chasing waterfalls. <laughs> Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. I mean, you know, a lot of people just they they put like Empire and Godfather Two are on that plane of like, man, the first movie was amazing. The second one, holy shit, how did they mm-hmm. top it? Like, there are plenty of of m- movie sequels that ended up being better than the original. The Star Trek two is better than Star Trek, the motion picture mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. But it, it's basically the strength of those two movies. Those two movies got lumped into this, like kind of like art movie, popcorn movie, 
double feature of these things improved on the original in ways that no one saw coming. So I think in a lot of ways, people are, are going after that goal, not necessarily like Star Wars movies are ruined because Empire. It's just that they're just more Star Wars movies. And it's how do you how do you do any of it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think the, the reason Force Awakens didn't necessarily uh, be one of even though it, like the consensus was, yeah, it's better than the prequels. I think the reason that a lot of people came out of that when that's fine, that's a good movie. That's not a great movie, but it's a good movie is because of how familiar it was to the original blueprint of star Wars, Mm -hmm. because there was nothing like shock. There was no new plot devices in it. Basically it all kind of went the same way, just with different people stuck into the plot points. So, and I think they did that for a reason. I think they did that to kind of put a warm blanket over the fans and just tell everybody it's going to be okay. 100%. Yeah. Yes, yes. They didn't want to just go venture off on their own and be like, we tried and we totally fucked it up. They were like, hey, let's just kind of, this is Star Wars. Everything's going to be fine, you guys. <laughs> so. I think I think our I think our next movie, no, not our, maybe not our next chronological movie like not the next movie that we get but the next you know star wars proper numbered movie is gonna that's gonna be where we go off the rails in the new direction i hope yeah that's gonna be the test right there is like okay what is this yeah you know but if it's mark hamill being yoda yeah to ray right being luke then yeah yeah i don't know i i do one thing i i and it's kind of a insignificant movie at this point but City Slickers 2, for some reason, the people in that movie are obsessed with The Godfather 2, mm-hmm. and that just makes that movie work for me, because they're all, the whole, they're so obsessed with how good Godfather 2 is compared to the first one, and they talk about it for the whole movie, yeah. and it's like, okay, I get it, you guys are like, how can you make a sequel to something everyone loved? Well, let's just, let's just keep referencing Godfather 2, and maybe that will rub off a little bit on yeah. it, so. Yeah, with episode 8, I mean, I... I don't want to be in this mindset, but I am already I'm at levels that I haven't been since before Phantom Menace came out. I am so I am I am more excited about this than I probably should be. A, it's the middle chapter of this new trilogy. <laughs> B, it's Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So like to me, like the, the 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 deck is stacked like it. This could be my make or break Star Wars thing is what I'm trying to get at. Like yeah. if this doesn't like live up, I'm not saying it has to. I still have I still have some mediation there. Like I'm not like it has to be this good or it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying like if it's not really good, I might be mostly out for Star Wars. Like stop caring. <laughs> well, and at some point they're going to move beyond us. Yeah, I'm they're sure going to they have to. And I mean, I'm not saying this as an offense towards Jade, who was saying that you know he kind of grew up with the prequels and that's mm-hmm. his jam. But th- that's the crowd. That's going to be going forward. There are going to be a lot of people wandering off of the original Star Wars movies, just people getting old and losing interest and dying. (laughs) I mean, it's just that's where we're going. And the bulk of the audience is going to be fans of the prequels. And that's where it's going to go. So these movies are either going to start catering to that crowd or they're going to have to carve out their own thing. And that's why eight has to be the thing that carves out its own thing. Otherwise, you know exactly what they're going to be doing from here on out, which is just catering to whoever. Yeah. And I, I guess the way I see it also, the prequels didn't chase me off. So the new ones would have to be 
really <laughs> astoundingly bad to I'm, chase me off. Like, chasing me all the way off? No, probably not. But, like, probably would at least move in to wait for it to come on video. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I didn't see I don't, I, don't, I, 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 I don't think I'd be able to do that. I think if, if, if 8 is just okay... And then nine comes out, like, and the day of nine, everybody goes, holy fuck! You'd be in the theater <laughs> that night. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Like, for me, I didn't see uh, two until DVD, and I didn't see three until cable. Like, that was mm-hmm. my progression of just like, man, what, this is, I'm not excited for this. Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta say, I'm so, I so don't care about them making the young Han Solo movie. I think that's gonna be shit. Yeah, I don't either. I, I mean, I like I like some of the cast that's happening in it, but I think that movie's going to be a piece of shit. I yeah, just, I don't, I don't like visiting that stuff. No, I do not either. Yeah, like, I, just, they're, they're, I, just, I mean, it's a whole fucking galaxy of shit you can do. Don't keep retreading. Well, and they're already doing like, guess what, Hansel's yeah. real name is going to be. Yeah, it's like you know, it's like who, fuck who, off. Who the fuck cares? Why would anyone care? I like, hope it's a swerve, and they're like, oh, it's actually Han Solo. He's just got yeah. a cool fucking name. Deal San, with it. San Holo. Right. <laughs> I just thought, thought San, that sounded... San Duo. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> he had a partner. They broke up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> real quick on the... Yeah, right. Uh, real quick on the generation thing. Like, I don't know, man. I know, like, every geek dad mom out there that I know is... They're not, like, forcing that on their children, but they're like, hey... This is a thing I like. It's called Star Wars. Yeah. And the kids take to it. Oh, sure. So fan base, I don't think it's, is going to be dwindling off anytime soon. Yeah. Oh, I, I was one last little thought. The only other thing, like if you're not going to chase and there, this is a really sticky wicket as, as far as no pun intended for Star Wars. Um, <laughs> if, if you're going to do a sequel and you don't necessarily want to chase after um, like Empire, mm-hmm. you can take the alien to aliens route and make a completely different genre oh, yeah, of movie, totally. but you have to be fucking careful Yeah, because like there are ones that cross genre genres and people are like, what mm-hmm. is this? Fuck it. You know, like mm-hmm. it wasn't, you know, a horror movie to an action movie, but it's, it still feels like it's in the same universe. I feel and like that's, that's really dangerous. These it is. Days. It's very dangerous, because, oh, it especially is. because of how much people know about a movie before it comes out. Yeah. Like alien to aliens. You know, you didn't have the fucking internet for everybody to learn every little thing about it and, like, practically get a shooting script the day that the movie starts production. Um, But Aliens is what you had to do. You had to do Aliens because... Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because when they go back, when it's Alien 3 time and it's just like, well, we're back to one alien and it's just chasing people down hallways, you're like, yeah, you guys did that already. You know, mm-hmm. aliens came along and was just like, we're not doing that. We're doing our own thing. It's going to be fucking badass. And it's going to be exactly in the same universe. It's yeah. not going to feel like it's apart from that universe. That's why all the like subsequent alien movies are just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you can't mm-hmm. keep going back and chasing alien. You can't. Well, yeah. I mean, the creatures lost its mystique. Yeah. So and you can't get that back. No. But and that's why the potential of Prometheus was so big, because it was like, Hey, you got an origin story, kind of, but there's a lot more going on here. Maybe it'll be interesting. And it was just like, no, it's just going to be eh, whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to see Covenant. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to see it. But yeah. Mm, I am not optimistic. Yeah. Especially the way the marketing for that movie is going, too. Mm-hmm. They're doing like the whole like they're having like a death bracket for all the characters. And it's like, <laughs> fuck off. Like if you think. Wait, Dan- what? Yes. <laughs> 
they, they, they oh, like on on their Facebook hell. page, they've had like Danny McBride or the other guy who's gonna die, and it's like if you think Danny McBride is making it out of this movie alive, you haven't seen a fucking movie in your life. Yeah, for no. Christ's sake. No, that sounds real. Dumb. They've also kind of given away like characters who get face hugged already, which is really fucking stupid. For so Christ's sake. yeah, it's like you guys, like see, this is what I mean, like marketing and social media and everything will ruin your movie. Yeah. Like unless a movie comes out in a goddamn, like the director is just goes Herzog on him is like, you cannot do anything that I don't approve of ever. Well, that's, that's why, the only way that's going to happen. That's like, why the running line of, of Cloverfield things. And there's supposedly another Cloverfield thing coming pretty soon have, they've been mixed results, but I love the fact that they're just like, here it is. And it's like, what is this? What, when did you make this? When did, and it's like, it's out now. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, lo- I, I love that there are still ways to make a movie in secret. Mm-hmm. Most movies should be made in secret. Amen. Yeah. That would be that would solve so much. Yeah. You're not entitled to know everything from the set. Give you're me, not. Give me one teaser. Give me one trailer. Mm-hmm. Give me a poster. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's yeah. all I need. I don't I, need I, vlogs. I, st- I still <laughs> say, I mean, it's fucking Star Wars. The teaser for Force Awakens could have been a black screen and just yep. like the, <laughs> right? a flick out of a lightsaber yeah. and people yeah. be like, Everything just says, come in their pants. Yeah. Just, like, <laughs> I will be there. Star Tell me Wars. when. You'll fucking see it. Yeah. 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 yeah well, like when they, when they told me a, or when they told me, like they came up to my house and knocked on my door. Um, but when I when I learned of the name for uh, episode eight, I was like, "Cool, I'm in." Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all I need. Mm-hmm. Sign me the fuck up. I was already signed up, but you know, yeah, write it in pen this time. So, mm-hmm. another voicemail. Oh, right. <laughs> that might be related to Star Wars. Oh shit! Cool. Here we go. Let's just get it over with. Hey, Bamcasters, it's Scott from Seattle. Let me turn my radio down. I'm watching the live stream. Uh, Pat reminded me about how I told you about my brother-in-law who pretty much only watches movies after a certain date within his lifetime. Um, I found out that's not always true because recently he showed uh, his wife, my sister, all of the Star Wars movies because it was her first time apparently. Somehow she missed them. And her favorite Star Wars movie is Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Got out. <laughs> That's a broken woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a broken woman. I feel bad for her. People are entitled to their opinions. No, they're not, Chuck. I mean, people are entitled to my opinion. They, they they are entitled to their opinions, even if they're categorically wrong. I'm curious, though. Provably false. Yeah, provably what false. Order? Criteria. Well, I'm curious yeah. what order they were shown in. Like, was it four, five, six, then one, two, and three? Because if it was, if they started with one, two, three, I can see how a lot of people would be like, yeah, that first Star Wars thingy I saw, that was the best. That's, you know, for people who aren't that interested in a thing, that can happen. Well, and it's also like, it, it can always be like, I really like Liam Neeson. Sure. And so suddenly that, like, Liam Neeson's my favorite. Suddenly, that, so that's her favorite Star Wars, because, you know, you just never know what people's criteria is how can anything with that piece of shit anakin skywalker <laughs> be anybody's favorite and jar jar i don't know you know what though? i don't know if you people with kids if you live in a household where you are forbidden from watching older movies because of technology or whatever reason and you watch the prequels first you are probably going to be predisposed to like the prequels first because you are not allowed to watch movies that have technology in them mm. and the technology in the prequels is better than the technology in four five and six 
I disagree. I think the prequels have aged worse because of CG. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I, I think that, but then again, she could have also seen the uh, special editions mm-hmm. of the new ones with the fucking Jabba scene oh. and the, and yeah. the, where they just most, pick, and the beak mouth and the sarlacc. It, it's generally and just, most likely because yeah. anything else has been pretty much erased. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. That's unfortunate, but I mean, even if you're a big fan of Liam Neeson acting like a father figure and then ultimately dying, there's only about six other movies you could choose from. No. Yeah, but and they're all called Taken. <laughs> no, he doesn't die. He doesn't die. I know. He also doesn't act like a very good father figure. Uh, I know. I was referring more to well, let's see, Batman, Kingdom of Heaven. Uh, I can do this. There's 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 a lot more where he was like, I'm going to teach love you actually. Some... Yeah, he doesn't die in that one either. That's oh, right. His wife dies in that one. Well, she was already dead. Boy, you guys are spoiling everything. Well, if she was dead from the start of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. There are, there are others where, like, literally he teaches somebody something. Then like there's the gray where he might die. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know what? It's okay to like something. Sure. Mm-hmm. Unless you know? it's the Phantom Menace. You never know what someone's reasoning is. Y- yeah. You just <laughs> never know. But... I, I don't understand it. Like, if someone came up to me in person and said that I'd be like real dubious of their moral character but well, it's I would ask them questions and find it, out why it, it's just like there are certain movies I can watch and just be you know plenty of movies I can go I see why people don't like Rogue One I like Rogue One mm-hmm. I can see why people don't like it mm-hmm. you know there's plenty of movies like like Empire it is beyond my comprehension I can watch it and not be like this is a f- absolutely fantastic movie yeah you know like Children of Men there are people like man I it's like when they talk about the long takes, they're like, all I could think about was how they were making it and how the camera, how did this guy move out of the way of the camera in the backseat of the car? And it's like, eat a fucking dick, you piece of shit. Can you enjoy anything in your life? You yes. know, because there's just plenty of movies that I just watch and I'm like, I don't comprehend how anyone could be, could not enjoy this. Yeah. And Empire is one of them. And Phantom Menace, like I, that's a movie where I can see, watch it and go, how can anyone enjoy this? How? But plenty mm-hmm. of people do. Yeah, I mean, that's the only... I mean, th- and there are moments that are decent in the movie, but to me, that's like the only Star Wars movie I can categorically say is bad. Yes. Like, just bad. I mean, I, I, I can even defend Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith a little bit. Yeah. One of my coworkers, she's 25. Yeah, 25. Her favorite is Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, yeah. ah... Yeah, at least it's not Phantom Menace. Revenge it's, of the Sith at least has some high drama and some legit yeah. like, you know. I mean that movie goes some places. It just surprises. Like it just it takes me by surprise when anybody says any one of the prequels is their favorite. So it's like, uh what? Uh yeah. Okay, at least it's at least mm-hmm. it's not the shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The real shitty. At one. least it's not the shitty one. Of course. Have they, because I have not gone back and, and have they replaced physical Yoda in the Phantom Menace with CG Yoda? Yes. Fuck. Wait, they did? <laughs> oh, in Fan- yes, in Phantom Menace. Okay. Yeah, they, they used the better looking CG one and not the dead-eyed puppet. Okay. That looked terrible. All right. What is that on the Blu-rays? Yes. Oh, okay. I just, I Actually, heard. I think with the DVDs they did it too. Or, or when they like when the re-release. Or I mean, whatever. I know two and three went to the CG model, but I couldn't remember if they had gone back and they replaced did go the back puppet. in one and replace the puppet. Okay. 
Yeah, they, there's a few things they fixed. Hmm. See, I wouldn't call it fixed. I like the puppet. Why? Because it's consistent with four, five, and six. No, it's not. No, it was no bad, that, that was puppet, a bad puppet. Was it? That puppet yeah. was terrible. Maybe I'm Trust just blanking me. on it because fuck everything no. in the movie. But no. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's weird because like the movies don't take place that much in the past, but they made him look like 400 years younger. <laughs> it's it's really bizarre. Like it's like mm-hmm. he wouldn't have aged that much hmm. if he's 700, eight, nine, nine, 900 years. Wait, how, how old does he say he is? 900 years old you reach in, in Empire? Yeah. Mm. I'm just saying, like, that's like 30 yes. years in the future. And you're going to tell me, like, you age that much? Yeah. Yeah. Or 30 years in the past, whatever. But either way, like, CG can't replace, like, him in, in Jedi when he shows up for five minutes. Like, that little thing's alive. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. It's just like I talk about gremlins when they got that puppet in the kitchen. That thing's alive. There's no way you can tell me that isn't a living, breathing creature sitting there. Eating, oh, you like gremlins? Eating that cookie. That thing is, yeah. that's a living and, and, thing. And like where they found that living creature to perform that scene. I don't yeah, know. And that, and that's Yoda. Like when he's just laying in that bed, you know, looking away from Luke, there's it's yeah. CG will never replace that. Yep. Okay. So anyway, hmm. man, mm-hmm. uh, we talked a lot about star Wars. This yeah. Half. We got some Oops. other emails, but we talked enough and it's just been the star Wars half. So sorry. No, it's fine. I started this. It's going to happen. You know what? People like star Wars. Star Wars is good. And maybe we'll get some new fans if we <laughs> mention, hey, guys, we talked about Star Wars for the whole podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we shit on a lot of it. <laughs> good yeah. job. I think by... I Please, we all sucked off Empire for 20 minutes. <laughs> it, you know what? Deservedly it, it, so. It deserved it. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate being this way about Star Wars. I really don't like it when geek people are like... I like a thing, but here's what I don't like. This, 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 this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you kind of sound like you don't like the thing. Yeah. Like, but I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a weird thing. Because, I mean, I've heard people are like, just fucking hate, fucking hate Return of the Jedi. And I'm like, lesser than the other two? Yes. But hate? I mean, if you have a problem with the Ewoks, you have a problem with the Ewoks. But the beginning is fucking awesome. And the very end is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah like i said yeah, d- yeah. different things appeal to different people yeah, you just yeah. never know takes all kinds yeah so speaking of all kinds yeah you can find all kinds of our social stuff at bmfcast.com uh click on the buttons on the right hand side there's you know a bunch of them they'll do all the things send us an email bmf at bmfcast.com give us a call on the garfield phone 9105 jocks bmf or 9105-5623 5569263 good just so fast you're through it too quick <laughs> just skipping hot skipping um and stop by our patreon if you'd like to uh support what we do uh help i have i'm my brain is just fast forwarding through this mm-hmm. stop by our patreon at patreon.com slash bmfcast if you want to support what we do um you can just throw a couple bucks at us or one bucks um and you're going to get a lot. Yeah, you, you get a lot. Or join and them it, at Magical Gold Club at $5 a month where you yeah, will get a plethora where, of podcasts. Right. Yeah. It goes An from actual plethora. Like, there might be too many. If you pay $0, you get the regular BMF cast and, you know, you get some extras here and there. And that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you pay $1, you get a shitload more. Yep. If you pay $5, you get more content than you could possibly handle. Yes. So check that out. Yeah. Um, and I want to note at one of the higher levels, uh, David Billington. Just want to thank him being a patron yep thanks david uh, we we said you can get a shout out for anything you want and mm-hmm. all he said was just my name nothing fancy 
Thanks, Dave. Say his name. Say his name. <laughs> so, thanks, David. David Billington. Appreciate you, David. Yeah. You're cool. Thanks so much. We do appreciate you because we don't want no scrubs. I just thought I'd... TLC. Yeah, yeah let's get them all up. going here. <laughs> what about your friends? <laughs> Anyhow, um, also check out our uh, the other podcast that we do, which is No Quarters. It's a video game podcast. It's a motherfucking video game podcast at nocorders.net. And uh, check out the... Uh, we do a little, uh, a little live streaming on Monday nights at twitch.tv slash nocorders.net. Mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty fun. So check that out. And uh, I think that's all I, I want to talk about. I think I'm done. <laughs> all right, then. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. See you next time, mother bitches. <laughs>